0: Shy, misunderstood. What do you do? I'm a vampire. <laughs> Have you ever seen one of these
1: before? 18th century, right?
0: And he hasn't scored in 400 years. Man, that dude show got the blues. He just met the perfect girl. And lost her for the 14th lifetime in a row.
1: Just forget the fact that we are the oldest living virgins walking the planet. But
0: all that is about to change.
1: You always die on Halloween night of your 22nd year. Nah.
0: Because if the devil sold his soul, he still couldn't rock and roll. I don't think I'm a vampire,
1: I really am a vampire. <clears throat>
0: everybody it's the Canon cruisers i'm jd and i'm randy and today we're here to talk to you about a movie called *Rockula* from 1990 a cannons film
1: cult classic
0: actually made in 1988 but due to various circumstances was not released for two years
1: primary photography was finished in 88
0: Mm-hmm. well we we've already discussed more or less that they were having troubles at this time so it doesn't it's not too far to feel to imagine why this was delayed so long to be released. But anyway. This film starring mm-hmm. is direct. Sorry,
1: I should rephrase that. This movie was directed by Luca Bercovici mm-hmm. and written alongside uh, Jeffrey Levy and Chris Verville mm-hmm. Stars Dean Cameron as Ralph, the titular Rocula. Mm-hmm. Tony Basil as his mother. Mm-hmm. Thomas Dolby as a pirate with a rhinestone peg leg. Among who, other things. Who deals in cryotechnology and a mortuary. Yeah. Um, Tawny Ferre, who's credited in this movie as Tawny Ferre, <laughs> as the woman he loves. hmm Susan Tyrell as a uh, Rockula's band member. And Bo Diddley as the Axeman.
0: Yeah, so with a cast like that, you might be wondering... What in the world is this movie about? It's a rock and roll musical? Yeah, I guess that's the best way to describe it because if you don't know it's a musical, you go into going, what is happening here? Though I can only think of like one or two
1: times when they actually break out into song and the music isn't just part of the movie itself as part of a concert or something.
0: Uh, When it's more of a traditional uh, stage type musical, you mean. For the most part, it's kind of one of those typical rock and roll not horror movies even though there is a vampire thing it's more of a a broad comedy with some romantic tones and really really weird moments so jd why don't you explain to the audience what the movie is about i don't think anybody can explain what the movie's actually about but uh the best way to describe it is it's about a vampire who's been under a curse for what is it 400 years
1: 422 years
0: yeah and he's been doomed to repeatedly watch his reincarnated love die over and over again because of a curse a pirate put on him and this is going to be the night he breaks the curse and everything that comes from there is so (laughs) crazy and out there i I don't even know how to cram that into that description there is literally a scene in this movie where
1: the titular rocula I, I know his name's Ralph, but Rockula is just a better <laughs> it's word. It's a better name L- to use. Says, I'm going to hide. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to meet her this night. I don't care if we meet on Friday the 13th. I'm going home. Gets hit by a car. And then he looks at her and he goes, we're going to, it's like, no, I want nothing to do with you. We're going to go on a date. We're going to fall in love. And then you're going to get killed by a, a pirate with a rhinestone peg leg with a ham bone. That's and like, then we're going to start all over again.
0: That's literally a line in the movie. And then he kisses her and then he runs away. And there's a whole a bunch of other things in this movie that are weird, like his reflection as a character. That's part of the
1: curse, because he can never get any, I guess. Mm-hmm. That seems to be what is implied by the tagline of the film, well, along other
0: things. doesn't really come into play in the movie, though.
1: No, it's just, it gives him a foil where it's just a very, um, for lack of a better descriptor, horny uh, yeah. version of himself locked in a mirror who's waiting for him to get it on with Mona.
0: Mm-hmm. And then,
1: spoilers, at the end of the movie when the curse is broken, breaks
0: out of the movie and takes the place of uh, Ralph as Rockula. And sings probably the best song in the movie, in my opinion. But, yeah. Uh, The the entire movie is kind of a romantic comedy. I guess you would call it high concept because I couldn't imagine ever thinking up an idea like this. They even had to have a scene near the beginning where uh, he talks to the bartender who literally has to say, let me get this straight. And has to describe (laughs) exactly his backstory because... Otherwise, it's not going to make any sort of sense at all. And to be quite fair, it kind of hangs on by a thread throughout the movie. And let us, J.D., we need to talk about mm-hmm. Stanley and his <laughs> death park. Oh, yes, played by Thomas. She blinded me with science Dolby, yes. We need to talk about the death park. J.D. thought that, it's like, this is a really weird...
1: Uh, car salesman lot pitch yeah. this is strange and then i like halfway through the movie it's like i read something that said oh my god no he's a mortu mor- mortician and that's his mortuary he's
0: not selling cars he's selling plots It's because the very first time they show him <laughs> in near the beginning of the movie when they introduce him i don't think i heard mortuary i pretty sure i heard car a lot but it might have been because of the uh the audio quality of the thing we we're watching and the video quality for sure okay people um, i gotta spoil this for you it's currently on youtube
1: Watch it before Shout Factory, Scream Factory takes it down.
0: Yeah, it would probably be be better to see with a sharper picture because the way he was talking in that scene, the way he was presenting it, because there's also a song, it sounds exactly like a used car salesman pitch. Like exactly. Like we covered used cars is like almost exactly like that sort of thing. This may be putting the cart before the horse,
1: but I need to say this right now. Mm -hmm. I may possibly buy a copy of this movie at some point. I want
0: the soundtrack. I really like the soundtrack.
1: Which, general impression-wise, this movie is weird, and I understand why it's a cult it's classic, bizarre. given that it was only in theaters for like two months, and then didn't do very well on home video, but got a cult classic status because this movie is Cuckoo Bananas. It's uh, bizarre. Not, uh, more than, than Ninja 3 The Domination is in some ways for me, for the weirdness of it, but not quite as over-the-top or racist as uh, Go Bananas. <laughs>
0: Well, that's not even really a musical. If you want to compare it to something, I would compare it to something more like uh, *The, the Apple, Apple*, which is *Jinx*, which is pretty much trying to do the same sort of thing, but nowhere near as good. But I don't know. Do you think it's as bizarre or more bizarre than *The Apple*? Which one do you think is more bizarre? I don't mean quality wise. I mean bizarre wise. One has Mister mm-hmm, Tops.
1: Right in, in a silver Cadillac in the last five minutes of the movie and coming out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And this one has Tony
0: Basil as his sexy mom. Who breaks into the weirdest song in the movie. And as soon as the song ends, it's a hard cut to them in the car, literally staring blankly ahead, going, What just happened? <laughs> This is it's, it's really hard to talk about this movie because it's so weird. No, it's, that's why it's really, it's like the music's not bad. It's like the general impression. is like really music's pretty it. good,
1: acting isn't great, uh, nah. but its it's, a, it's been a fun movie. What's your impression of the film?
0: That's pretty much my impression. I'm not the biggest fan of uh, these sorts of uh, musicals. I don't like Rocky Horror Picture Show. I thought the Apple was about as bad as Randy did, but probably not as, as bad as he did. But Yeah, uh, but that's
1: because the mus- musical theater person in my soul yeah. was so insulted by the apple that i
0: had to leave my house but the and even like break-in i guess would be more break-in too but this one i actually enjoyed myself like i said it's uh it's the the comedy is more broad and it's not as um i don't know as loosey-goosey as a lot of these types of movies are despite being so weird it's you you compare it to doing time on planet earth which is a movie that should be simple and straightforward and isn't but it's that same sort
1: of broad comedy as doing Time on Planet Earth that, that Canon was trying to do in this latter half but, of
0: their... But, you know, like, the comedy in this one didn't bother me like it did in that movie.
1: No, the comedy in here was just bad, but it was worth a chuckle.
0: Yeah, it's one of those, like, okay, you know what they're going for, but it doesn't, like, get under your nerves. Probably because you know what's happening. Best line of the movie
1: beyond uh, the, the, the whole thing with him telling, telling Mona that he's going to... Uh, <laughs> that whole thing explaining the story is... A big fight during the end with between Ralph and Stanley, who is suddenly dressed as a pirate with a uh, rhinestone peg leg, bashes uh, Ralph's mom with a ham bone in the head and he goes, looks at him and goes, Dude, you just boned my mom! <laughs> this is the type of quality of humor this movie calls out for. and That made me chuckle.
0: Well, yeah, I guess maybe it works depending on how invested you are in the whole time. I was just enjoying myself watching because it's so weird and it makes perfect sense at the same time. There's even... part where he turns into a bat but it's like a like an outer shape midget fat bat it's so weird he explains he goes i haven't really done this in like uh 400 years like why would that happen why would it just be like a fat normal sized bat instead of one literally looking like a fat child it's weird that i guess that's the best takeaway from the movie is it's just weird it's bizarre but if you like i guess uh what's your
1: low point then
0: if, Actually, what do we have to say? High points? Because uh, let's well, go. Let's, let's let's do low point first. Let's do a low point. I guess the uh, high point would be pretty obvious. In I this know, but space. let's let's
1: lead off with the low points, and then we'll go to end it on a high
0: note, like uh, a musical. Well, the low point would probably be the acting. I think if the acting was stronger, people might have remembered this movie more because, uh, like I said, the movie's really bizarre. But some of the lines just aren't delivered as well as they could be, and it kind of takes away from the impact a little. I guess. Yep
1: yeah, the the acting is bad. The script is bad, but.
0: Mm. The actual story itself is what
1: works, not so much the script. The movie is very unclear what's going on initially until the love story kicks in. Mm-hmm. Like, for the longest time, we're like, wait, is this, say, like a Halloween town situation where everybody's a monster? Because for a bit, I thought his mother was a bride of Frankenstein.
0: Yeah. Um, that's, that's kind of confusing at the beginning.
1: Uh, also, I just realized that the person that he referred to as his sister at some point was actually his mother in
0: the bathtub. Oh, yeah, for obvious reasons, because they're vampires and, uh, you know.
1: And they look very young, yeah. So it's like, it's like, I just that literally just clicked. But the movie's not very clear. For the longest time, J.D. thought the mortuary was a uh, used Carsman lot. Well, to be fair, I thought it might the quality of the video. Everybody, was, yeah. a, everybody believe, was like, no, yeah, no, you're a vampire. And it's like, oh, okay, wait, no, uh, is, so so is is there going to be a wolf man is here? Or are we going to get to see the, uh, the the creature in the Black Lagoon? So it's like the movie's not clear 100% on its premise.
0: But I guess it also says something, though. Even though it wasn't clear, it wasn't annoying, it didn't frustrate, it didn't turn you away from watching it. It's just like, I kind of want to figure out what's going yeah, on. Yeah, once here. you
1: figured out what it was, you're like, okay, <laughs>
0: now I get it. And it's like, I, I get the idea. It's really those
1: handful of exposition scenes where you just suddenly and wait, wait, what's this movie about again?
0: Yeah, because... Uh, as i said before there's literally a scene near the beginning where the bartender literally has to repeat it and she literally says let me get this straight and she re- repeats basically his backstory and then they do that again in the middle of the movie because it's kind of a convoluted complex
1: backstory and I mean, they kind of play it off as a joke at that point and then they do it a third time near the end
0: mm, which makes it work like i said the actual story here uh is pretty is pretty fun so highlight of the movie is is the soundtrack is pretty fun the uh the, sound, the soundtrack the yeah. soundtrack the uh, the direction and like we mentioned Oh the direction was fine. We know we didn't mention the way they did the mirrors with his reflection Oh yeah the mirrors really well were done. were the
1: highlight the the fact that they have him playing his reflection who is a super horn dog version of himself yeah kind of a jackass and he's but in, also
0: his best friend yeah, he's in one point in the mirror and you obviously you don't see because he's a, a, a stunt double on this side but as he moves around the room like the stunt double he turns like this and he'll be in this this mirror and then he'll be in this mirror over yeah. here like the,
1: the scene that immediately pops to mind is he's passing by like fun house mirrors there's only two yeah. of them but there's a big gap on one it makes him extra tiny and he speaks like
0: this yeah. and then the other one He's really tall, and he speaks with a deep voice. hmm Yeah, and they go back and forth between the two, and his voice changes. And then in the middle of it, when a normal guy just passes by, puts something on the window, and then uh, and then he literally steps around, looks around to side, and see, like, "See, I told you something would happen." Yeah, that, nya, nya, nya. Stuff like that. It's like the it's kind of clever little directions that they did in this movie, and kind of keeps you connected a bit longer, like I said, between the musical stuff. As I said, what holds the movie together is the music, uh, the direction, and the general story. Not so much the script or the acting, but the story.
1: Yeah, the, the acting, the even the, the actors chosen weren't great. Like no. I said, Tony Basil was pretty good in the role she was in. It's like
0: Thomas hey. Dolby was really weird, too, so that kind of made fun.
1: Oh, yeah. But
0: uh, aside from that, I think you could probably replace more or less anybody and it wouldn't make that much of a difference. It
1: really wouldn't. Because um, Tony Ferre was really just Pretty girl number two should have been
0: Lucinda Dickey. Wouldn't that have been amazing?
1: There would have been more dancing. Would have say. been more
0: dancing. Yeah, like in Breaking. That would have been something.
1: And uh, are you saying that the lead, lead character should have been played by Stephen Dudaikov? You
0: mean Michael Dudaikov? Michael Stephen <laughs> Dudaikov, man, I call him by his middle name. Or is it Michael James? Steve James? Michael Dudaikov? Which one? What are the two? Either one of those two, I would have mind. That's an unholy <laughs> abomination, That <G. laughs> Somebody's going to do a Photoshop weird... Michael Steve, Steve Dudikoff James.
1: Kill me!
0: <laughs> Poor God. But yeah, as as a whole, uh, I enjoyed my time with Rockula, and I'm kind of surprised I did, because I wasn't really expecting to, I guess? Yeah, because part of me, as I'm watching
1: news, I'm like, this movie's bad. This movie isn't a great movie, but I'm like kind of enjoying this i'm i'm, I'm getting into it I, I can understand the cult status that this has uh, acquired over the years and mm-hmm. just watching going okay yeah yeah i kind of dig this mm. and there's a handful of things that stick out like that. every time they tell the story about the uh <laughs> the, the the getting killed with a ham bone and the pirate with the rhinestone
0: <laughs> leg wow yeah that comes back quite a bit like I said, it's it's a bizarre 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 movie and because of that, I'm not exactly sure what I would rate it.
1: <laughs> I'm giving it a 3. Like you give over I, a 3? I'm going to give it a 3. It's it's not the greatest movie in the world. I do recommend it. It's totally fine.
0: I'll probably watch it again, too.
1: It, it, this is one of those things, once again, getting
0: into the weeds here, folks. Mm-hmm. It's a
1: 3.5, okay? It's actually closer to a 4 than a 3, but nothing pushes it over to be like, no, this is really, really yeah, good. I would
0: agree with that, too. So I'll also go with a 3. As As I said, I would probably push it to that if we did half measures, but... As it is, I think it's good enough that it would entertain anybody looking for this type of movie. And of all the canon ones they did with these sort of musical ones, because there's only a couple of them, I'd say this one's probably the best one.
1: Yeah, this is definitely in the the top uh, percentile of their musical-based ones. ones.
0: It's probably the best one. You probably even listen to the music outside the context of the movie and enjoy it. Um, But as a whole, uh, if you don't really care for musicals, I don't know, maybe you might not care. I I can tell you that... Unlike other movies, like number one with a bullet, I'll never forget this movie. <laughs> and I guess with that one, we might as well uh, wrap it up, I guess, huh? There's no really any trivia with this, you said, right?
1: Yeah, there's no real trivia with it other than the the, the DP, the director of photography, is mm-hmm. uh, a Schwartzman. And he would later go on to win Academy Awards for like Seabiscuit and stuff.
0: Ah, well, there you He's go. also the brother
1: of Jason Schwartzman.
0: Yeah. This one also, I also want to add this before we wrap it up, is... This was made in 1988 but uh, and came out in 1990, but it's Principal still...
1: Principal photography.
0: Yeah, but it still feels like a 1990 movie watching it. It feels like a transition between 80s and 90s. The fashion is very late 80s, early 90s. Uh, feels very much like something you'd watch at that exact time. So I don't know how they managed that. But nonetheless, it was uh, it was an experience, and I would definitely recommend watching it. <laughs> and with that, um, I'll see you next time, everybody. I'm JD, And as usual, I'm Randy. And we'll see you next time as we continue our cruise through the Canon catalog. Goodbye. And good night.
1: We're Canon Films and Weird Dynamite.
0: Tonight's the night to keep a date with fate.
1: I think maybe you just. Eat some therapy,
0: Ralph. And it's their one last chance.
1: I love you. You love me. If you don't listen to me, you're gonna die. For romance. I thought he was kind of cute. I'm back. Yo, yo, check this out. Check this out. Check this out.
0: Rockula, the love story that rocks like a bat out of hell. Rockula.
1: Ain't
0: anybody go falling anymore. Gee, Mr. Rockula, you're awfully... MBC
1: I'm like the black is diamond, a diamond, like. well, diamond, their friends that the king is bad.